And a good Monday morning to you all. This is uh, Podcast Quincy's. Podcast Quincy's, what is it called again? City View with Mayor Tom Coke. It's Monday, Mayor. What can I say? You had a rough weekend, huh? No, no. A very nice weekend, actually. Yeah. So thank you for asking. Let's just get right into it. Hey, you know, we're going to start talking about all different types of things, but typically we hit a few issues a week, which I think it's great. It's consumable for people. Um, you know, we get into, we really dig into the issues in this podcast, but you know, there's a lot of craziness happening in the world. Not that it hasn't been happening in the last year and a half or two, but right now with this, this whole Cuba uprising, and I know you wanted to say a little bit about that. Let's well, talk about that. Yeah. I mean, um, I was reading a story just the other day and it was talking about what the American flag means, what that symbol is. In so time, so many times and so often, we in our country we see the the flag desecrated, people critical of it, what it stands for. Yet, when you see the protests around the world, we see yeah. we saw it in Cuba the last few days. Yeah. We've seen it in Hong Kong. What flag do they do they raise? What American flag do flag. they wave? The American flag, yeah. because it's the greatest symbol in the world of freedom. Sometimes we take that for granted. With all the disagreement that has gone on over the last several years politically, the extremes and the whole bit. It's all allowed under the Constitution. Yeah. It's our freedom of speech. It's one of the base, basic things we have that we don't appreciate. You go around the world, uh, very different. Cuba and, and Hong Kong are good, good examples of that. Yeah. Communist Party of China are evil. They're evil. And, yeah. and they're, they're suppressing people's rights, whether you're Muslim, Catholic in that country. They're trying to eradicate any kind of faith or religion. They're trying to indoctrinate that communist. Now, listen, the, the culture of China... Back thousands of years, I admired oh, tremendously. Yeah. Great people. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of great Asian Americans, but the Communist Party are evil. They're evil. Right. And what they're trying to do in Hong Kong, it's no different in Cuba. What the Castro brothers have done to that nation for years, what they promised when they took over with the revolution, oh, yeah. what they promised and what happened there, absolute abject poverty. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, I, I, I was reading about uh, the corporate spokesman for Black Lives Matter suggesting it's all. U.S.'s fault, what's happening in Castro, which, which just outrages me. It's just, just crazy, just crazy. You know, I, but I, it, it, the story is told by what flag they're holding. You know, there's a great YouTube channel uh, called, uh, it's, it's a defector from North Korea. Her name is Yemeni Park, or Yemeni Park, I forget her. Uh, I'm probably crucifying the name, but she's a defector from, from uh, North Korea and talks about always be careful what you're wishing for in this woke America. She's been under that oppression and knows how it gets there and she's like communism is nothing to be excited about and that these these kids in college and and these younger this crowd of of woke people are wanting to become communists or calling each other comrades they have no idea what they're talking about how many people that's killed over the in this in the last hundred years that's right and just under mao it was estimated somewhere between 60 and 100 million of his own people were killed Wow, that doesn't take into yeah. consideration Lenin and Stalin and and, and the rest of them. Yeah, uh, it's, sure. it's it's awful, um, and and that's the direction we seem to be headed in many ways. So, look, at, I'm not a theory, conspiracy guy. I'm not a <laughs> alarmist, but look around, and it's it, to me, it's pretty scary. What what bothers me the most is that the disregard for the flag, the hate Americans have for America. It's 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 incredible to me. I I, I talked uh, last year, not not recently, but last year. You talk about North Korea. I talked to a, somebody from South Korea, and they hold this country in such high regard because of what we did for their freedom. If we didn't do what we did with the UN back in the fifties, South Korea would be part of North Korea. It would be a disaster. All of Europe and and they've they've experienced freedom. 
They've ex- flourished economically based on those freedoms. So it's, uh, folks, all you have to do is look around a little bit. And uh, I don't care what your religion is. I don't care what your party is. Uh, we're Americans first, and we should pause and really think about that. Not only, and, and, and it was said early on by the framers, look, in order to form a more perfect union, they said more perfect. They knew it wasn't perfect, but they created a document that could be adjusted over time. Mm. Um, and I, and I, I think what's gone on, and, I, and it's been driven by the institutions, in my opinion. Yeah. The hate for America and the disregard for patriotism and the flag has been done by our institutions, namely the colleges, mm. in my humble opinion. And a lot of these woke corporations, and it's uh, it's outrageous. Uh, so, listen, I, I don't care. Again, conservative, liberal, yeah. Democrat, Republican, whatever, whatever, we should be Americans first. And we bring, should all be celebrating the red, white, and blue. And we do here in Quincy very well with this incredibly beautiful, diverse community that thrives and does a pretty good job. And I think uh, a lot of people have said that, and some recent folks that we've talked to have said that as well. We'll get into that One later. of my neighbors. Yeah. Um, Amazing. Poe, he went directly across the street. He swam miles to get out of mainland China to escape. And it wasn't long after he became a citizen. Every day, his U.S. flag goes out on his on his front porch. Wow, a remarkable American today. Yeah, you know. So That's... sometimes it takes outside eyes and thoughts to remind us of what we have, or just studying you know? your history. God forbid. That's anyway, a whole other topic. Let's, let's move bring, on. Let's bring it back to Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> We've already alienated uh, a third of the crowd. So anyway, uh, so let's talk a little bit about Quincy. And, you know, unfortunately, the EPA didn't see eye to eye with us in, in uh, what they've decided to find the city of Quincy when other things are happening to our, our neighbors north of us. So bring, let's talk about that. Yeah, I know bit. in the past we've talked about the, uh, the EPA and the, the Department of Justice was suing the city of Quincy on behalf of the EPA because we were technically polluting the waterways of the United States of America. So break that down. What does that mean? Uh, that means some of our outfalls that go into the bay from drainage sometimes will pollute it and, and therefore polluted the waterways. Now, this city for the last several mayors, by the way, didn't start with Tom Koch, mm-hmm. Bill Phelan, Jim Sheets, Frank McCauley. They've all been spending, including us, millions of dollars every year upgrading our system. Just a quick engineering lesson. We have a separate sewer system from our drain system. City of Boston has what's called CSOs, combined sewer and drain. So there is a major difference. So what happens is you get illicit uh, connections over the years. A contractor connects somebody's sewer on the house in the street to a drain line instead of the sewer line. And it's, it's, uh, it sounds you know, stupid, and it is, but it happens. We also have leaks underground that seep into the storm drain system when a sewer line starts to crack. You know, there's a number of examples. Dog mess mm-hmm. that drops into the storm drains, Goose, into geese, the bay, geese, geese bird yeah, droppings, yeah. all those things. Sure. Generally growing up, Mark, I know you remember, swimming at Wallace & Beach, we always waited a day, a flushing of the tide after a rainstorm before you swam because you knew stuff was going to get in the water. That's my problem. I didn't wait a day. No, well, that explains a few things. <laughs> But the reality is it's never going to be perfect, but we continue to strive for perfection. Just as I said, a more perfect union, we're striving for a more perfect storm system. We have um, like 80-some-odd tide gates in our city. So a lot of our drainage goes out into the bay or the rivers and stuff when it rains and stuff gets into it. We're trying to eliminate that stuff. We've spent millions, for example, on the all along the coast, all the marshes we have, we've relined the soil line so those aren't leaking and... And so salt water isn't getting in the lines either, so it's not wasting mm-hmm. money on the other end when we're, we're treating it. I mean, this it's complicated, but 
the reality is we've been spent. So I, as I've said before, I, I have a great resentment for the EPA. I think, I think they, when they started in the early 70s, they were created to help turn things around environmentally in the country, to go in and partner with cities, yeah. partner with states great. to make things better. Yeah. Now they're a punitive agency. They're out looking for gotchas and, and want to fine you and then, uh, and you can't beat the federal government. So, you know, we were in a position we had to sign a, a consent decree. But what, here's what Meanwhile, aggravates me. to the north. That's yeah. what aggravates me. Yeah. So last week or a little over a week ago, there was a story in the Boston Globe. With all this rain we've had in July, it's put a lot of pressure on the system, especially the combined systems. Because you got sore fighting with the rainwater for space in the system. So what's the answer? They just released the raw surge out into Boston Harbor. They have permits to do that. So here the APA is is all over us about uh, polluting the waterways, but they have a permit to release raw sewage into the bay without any treatment. And Boston Harbor, by the way, includes not Quincy. just the bay and flows into Quincy Bay. Yeah. So we're being judged in our water, you know, on some of this stuff because we, you know, we're a bay. We don't have that major flushing action like right. an open ocean, Nantasket Beach, for example. So stuff gets in here; it hangs in here. So it's uh, it's very very frustrating uh, these issues. Uh, they're they're, well, I've said it before. I know I'm, I'm probably repeating myself. Uh, yeah, but that's the federal government's gotten way too big, and the agencies of the federal government have gotten way too big, way too powerful, with no accountability, no accountability. Well, you, and you said it back back in the day they'd partner with you, and now they don't. Now they become punitive when it just doesn't make any sense to anyone. It's common sense that we're getting fined on something that's a natural occurrence. And you know the irony of it all. And you know Boston. the irony of it all. I know we've talked about it before. Please. The city of Quincy in the 80s sued the state of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, for polluting Quincy Bay because they had a Nut Island treatment plant run by the MDC at that time Mm. that they dumped raw surge into Quincy Bay. The MWRA, the creation of the the MWRA and the cleanup of Boston Harbor, which has been tremendous, is because Quincy sued Massachusetts at the time, which led to all kinds of great improvements. So yeah. the bay, as we know it today, is far cleaner than when we were kids. We didn't know any better. Yeah, right. They didn't test back then. No. You know, you just, it was the common sense thing. Don't go in after major rain because you know the storm drains are kicking out. But So I, the, the bay and the harbor is cleaner than it has been in 30 years. Uh, would I like it to be perfect? Absolutely. We're going to be spending 6 to $8 to $9 million every year continuing to make improvements in the system. But even with all of that, and I've talked to the NGNs, it will never be perfect because stuff can get into the storm drain system that we don't control. Yeah. I remember watching growing up, neighbors would be dropping their oil pan over the storm drain system when they change in the royal. Then the idiots are down the beach that afternoon, not even thinking about, where do you think that oil goes, dopey, you know? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we've come a long way from those yeah. days, thank God, you know? Yeah. But stuff still gets in. Yeah. So it's uh, it's a challenging one, but we'll continue to work it, no question about it. And uh, I appreciate the all the work that's been done by our engineers on this, our DPW, Paul Costello, our city engineer, and El Grazioso, our Commission of Public Works. The whole team down there has done tremendous work, and we're a much better place than we've been in a long time. And we have been talking with uh, Commissioner Grazioso. Actually, the other day we were just having a chat, and he's, there's a lot of other things going on with the Department of Public Works as well. Yeah, it's a, a busy summer. There is, as we know... DPW entails a lot of infrastructure. It's all the stuff in the ground. You know, you see the road, you see the, the sidewalks, stuff. but you don't think about what's underneath, the yeah. sewer and the water and the yeah. gas and all the utilities. And so we've, um, I was talking, actually, you were there, we were talking about Al the other day, and he was talking about, uh, on, I don't know, Facebook or one of the sites that somebody was complaining about the condition of East Squanum Street in, in Squanum. And uh, Al said, I generally don't do that, but I did go on 
this platform and give an explanation of what's going on. What what we've been doing over the last 10 years in my administration is instead of just painting a street black for paving, just it looks pretty for about six months, we're actually going in, we're doing water mains first, checking the sewers, relining them. We work with the gas company and, you know, if the gas needs to be redone so that once we do the street, it shouldn't have to be touched for a long, long time. And that's when you have problems with the street is when the street gets penetrated. They go in to do gas work, water work. All of a sudden you get trenches. The water gets in. The heaving starts. So we've been doing it very methodically. All of, all of the infrastructure first underground. Rebuild the road. Reset the curbs. And in most cases, I'm going with concrete on every sidewalk. That takes longer. It looks far better. It's a better quality. It lasts longer. But it, it takes longer. So people, I know that... Uh, if you're getting your street done, you get a little concerned. It takes a few weeks, the dust, the bumps, trying to get through it. But in the re- in the at the end of the day, when it's finished, it's a beautiful product. Yeah. It looks beautiful. It'll last a long time. So those folks that are getting their streets done, there's a lot of people that are waiting for their street to be done. Please be patient <laughs> and be happy that we're getting this kind of work done. So And, and again, I, I thank the city council. They supported the major appropriation this spring for next 10 years on some major, major street work across the city, which was, which was obviously much needed. Yeah, that and, and everything that's happening with the, even with the Department of Natural Resources planting trees throughout the place, we've been really not stopping any of this stuff. I mean, this has just been happening throughout COVID. We've never stopped any of these uh, projects that we've been working on. I mean, we no, had no, some... Actually, a lot of communities paused last year during yeah. COVID. Uh, we didn't pause. We kept moving and we got better pricing because of, mm. the contractors were hungry for work because yeah. people did hit the pause button. So now it's the opposite. I mean, the economy is, it, the cost of everything is going crazy right now. Crazy. Yeah. Um, my uh, my Marine son, who's now home, he went back to his base in California after being deployed for several months. And he, when, he, when he was talking to me, he said, Dad, I was gone for six or seven months. What happened? Gas, <laughs> gasoline prices are up a buck. You know, inflation is, is an yeah. issue right now. And yeah. the cost of materials for construction is crazy right now. So we, uh, it has an effect. I booked a hotel in New York City a few months back at $99 a night. That same hotel is at $400 a night. Wow. wow. It's insane. Jeez, it is crazy. Yeah. I mean, people are trying to get away too. So. Well, that too. That too. And, and a lot of is happening here where you have a lot of events coming back and thank God we're back to normal somewhat here. I mean, it's, it's going to take a while, but I, uh, we're starting to do that kind of stuff now. and Yeah, you still see to... some things happen. I know one of the establishments on Wallace & Beach was shut down for the week. And so what happened there? And it was it was a COVID issue. Somebody that was working there got yeah. the COVID. So we're not completely out of it, nope. but we're in such better place than we were a year ago. Yeah. So we should still be cognizant of it. You know? Yeah, for sure. Well, I hope everyone has a great week. Mayor, anything else you want to add today? No, I hope the weather uh, it was a good week for those people <laughs> that are on vacation. So uh, enjoy. And I know we complain about the heat, but... Think about January. Enjoy the heat. That's right. Enjoy the weather, folks. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week.